0: One Cup at a Time podcast, a place for unfiltered, candid conversations about life, wellness, self-care, self-love, spirituality, happiness, entrepreneurship, and finding purpose. This is a space with zero judgment. I am Mari Diaz, and I am a mother, wife, daughter, sister, herbalist, Creator, explorer, thinker. Right? I call myself a Virgo warrior and a dreamer. If it's your first time listening, welcome. If it's not, welcome back. Um, this is my very first solo podcast, something I've been wanting to do for a while now. So hopefully you tune in, you stay listening, and you tell me what you think later. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm still just beginning. I'm gonna do it. So, I am going to start. Um, one of my things is that I really want to start sharing a little bit more of my journey and um, my personal struggles with self care and how I ended up where I am today. Um, so, it's a lot of stuff that has, It's been an interesting seven, almost eight years now. Actually, eight years. Um, no, take that back. Seven. Like I said, candid podcast, right? Unfiltered, unscripted. So sorry, guys, um, that I've been kind of dealing with a lot of um, issues with my health, with um, autoimmune and hypothyroidism, or started with hyperthyroidism. But we're gonna get into that, and I'm gonna share a little bit more and how I've been able to heal myself and overcome that. And and throughout that process, I've learned a lot about health, wellness, and um, that took me in my journey of going back to school, becoming an herbalist, which I love. Me eat. More than anything, it's and anything that has to do with um, plants and nature, I'm there. <laughs> so I am a tea lover. Of course, if you guys know me, you know that. I am, have a passionate heart for helping others. And I hope that through this podcast, I can inspire you to live a happy, fulfilling life um, through self-care. And again, never feeling guilty for taking care of yourself, your mind, body, and spirit. So I call this She Can, She Will, my journey to self-care. I'm not going to share all the stories. I'm not going to go all the way to earlier, younger times. I will in another podcast because we only have a you know can't be here for two hours. But I'm gonna go straight to um, more on the self care journey and how I how everything started. Pretty much. Oops, I should have turned off my phone. Let's turn that off. But anyways, um, my story, right? So now I was now. Basically, I I say this all the time. I like live, my body was forced quit. Um, It taught me a lesson that has become part of my life's work right now to share um, after my body forced quit. So what what does that even mean, right? Like, so one day I was in the dentist office actually with my daughter, Um, she had an appointment and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll run over there with you. Always working, never stopped. I was a workaholic, guys. When I tell you that, that I never, ever, ever, ever took any time for myself. I didn't. I, I, it was all about work. But anyways, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Ended up going to the dentist's office and I pass out. <laughs> Just standing there, I tell my daughter, I don't feel good. All I remember was waking up, throwing up all over the dentist's office calling 911 my daughter thinking i was dying it was a very traumatic experience for her um and that's all that's all i remember after that you know long story short go to the you know the doctor's office to get myself checked i um see the doctor i was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, not hypo but hyper meaning that um my heart was constantly racing it was if anybody listening has hyperthyroidism or is going through hyperthyroidism or had hyperthyroidism, you know how bad you can feel. Your heart constantly racing. It's this jittery feeling. Um, it's horrible. I never want to experience that again. Kind of living like in an anxiety state the whole time. You're burning at both ends of the candle. Horrible. So I was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism. The doctor That sees me at the time was a primary care doctor. This primary care doctor basically was very, here are some pills, drink the pills. And by the way, I just want to let you know that um, there's really no treatment for hyperthyroidism. We're going to give you these pills just to to see what can happen. But um, they're going to have to shut down your thyroid and you're going to get fat. That's all I can tell you. That basically very cold. Said that to me, pretty much walked out of the room and okay. (laughs) I had no, nothing to basically went home, very depressed, um, started just kind of, I fell into a little bit of a depression for a few days and just started reading a lot of stuff and just reading the internet and of course you guys know that when you start reading the internet you're already planning your funeral you're gonna die it's it's the worst thing that anybody can do um is start googling all the symptoms and all that stuff so that was pretty much what I did which I don't recommend so I kind of felt even more depressed but I knew that I had to like stop that I knew that I had to um so one of the things that I went back to and that's why I call this story, She Can, She Will, because I went back to my roots. I went back to what I known growing up from my grandmother and mother. Um, always, you know, when we would get sick, they would always make a tea. They would always go to the natural, you know, what what natural herbs are out there to treat or it's basically everything natural. It's what I known all my life. So Thankfully, we were, you know, healthy growing up and didn't have a lot of health issues. Of course, herbs are not meant to cure everything, but you know they do pretty much. But I'm not giving. I'm not here to give anybody any medical advice. This is my personal journey and what I've been through. So um, I go back to again to my roots. I start um, researching how to cure myself, how to heal myself um, naturally. Um, when it comes to hyperthyroidism, and, I, and, and mind you, I was doing this while I was depressed and feeling horrible where I almost couldn't even get up from bed. It was really bad. Um, I I was, I don't know, it was, I, I can't even, the feeling was just so bad that after doing a lot of the research, I really came to the understanding when it comes to hyperthyroidism, there was really nothing that I naturally can do at that moment. There were herbs that I can take to slow down my heart and all this stuff, but that wasn't going to, that they weren't going to be able to sustain, me. you know, it was something that I had to um, take a different approach. So I did have to do a radioactive treatment on my thyroid to shut it down. Right. Because that was the only treatment that I was told by a specialist that I could do. And then After that, I can then go on a natural treatment, find ways to manage my hypothyroidism, because when you're hyper, they have to do the radioactive treatment. They make you hypo. So with hypothyroidism, anybody's listening, a majority of women, I want to say like 80% of women that um, have hypothyroidism nowadays and or experiencing something to do with their thyroids or have thyroid issues. So If you're listening, you probably can resonate with hypothyroidism and probably know a lot of the symptoms of hypothyroidism, which are not good. Um, So that still worried me a lot. So I began to study herbalism. I went back to school and I became a um, certified master herbalist so that I can manage my symptoms and work on my own personal health. Prior to this, guys, I didn't even know the definition of self-care. Like, that wasn't even a word in my vocabulary, which is really sad. Um, I started my business in my 30s. Me and my husband started OM. So if you guys know me, you know that OM is a marketing firm for workers' compensation doctors. We've also grown out to other areas, and we do marketing um, for private businesses and private this, you know, private practice as well. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but just, just to give you a little bit of a background, I had no boundaries. I worked from literally a day in my life back then. I would get up, probably still always been an early riser. So probably got up around 6 a.m. I was in front of a computer, mind you, would get up straight, um, get dressed, you know, of course, brush your teeth and all that stuff, go straight in front of the computer. By 7 a.m., there was nothing else. Sometimes I wouldn't even eat breakfast. Breakfast wasn't a thing. Um, get in front of the computer and start to work. That was a day that I was in the office. Then there and, and wouldn't get off the computer till maybe like 12 o'clock at night and then lunch would be on my desk. I mean it was bad <laughs> when I took and then emails like any emails were being responded immediately even on the weekends I was responding back to everyone that would text me write to me there was no boundary zero 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 um, on the days that I would travel those were even worse because those sometimes we would have to get up around four in the morning um, to be in Orlando or Tampa by maybe nine o'clock for a meeting, for our breakfast. And by the time that we did that, and then we would have a all day driving, traveling. And then when we would do stuff, obviously we would go, if you know me, you know that I was constantly, I wouldn't just come in with a box of cookies. I would come in with a, a wagon, three wagons, and a whole display of cookies. So um, it was a lot of work. It, it um and then some, we would get home around midnight or sometimes even later, depending be out of the office, out of being away from home for almost three days. Um, just working from just complete burnout, guys. Complete burnout. I, I never want to go back to that again. Um so after experiencing all that, again, I was studying. I, I decided once I got this diagnosis that I was gonna go back to school to learn how I can heal my body naturally. And um, so I did. (laughs) I was able to go back to school and um, get my certification, which means a lot to me that I have that. And I was able to get my numbers to where they need to be, um, all doing it naturally through clean eating, removing a lot of toxins out of my life, which are very important. And that can be a whole other podcast. So I'm not going to really get into that. because I just wanted to share a little bit of the story so that I can talk a little bit of what the topic is today, which is um, self-care, um, why practicing self-care will prevent burnout, and why you should do a self-care audit. i um, not sure if you've heard of what a self-care audit is, But if you haven't, I hope you're still tuning into this podcast and that um, after this, you'll grab a pen and paper and begin it because and just begin (laughs) or dare to begin. But um, we'll see. We're going to talk about it and see what you think after this. Again, please um, let me know. This is my solo first podcast. So I want to definitely hear from my friends out there. Um, to tell me what they think. So I want to know, and I really can't ask you because this is a podcast. Um, So what do you think when it comes to self-care? When I ask that question and I talk to a lot of people, normally their answer is like, oh, no, (laughs) I do not have time for that unfortunately it's really sad that used to be my answer too <laughs> but again I didn't even know what self-care was I just never had time it was kind of like unconsciously doing that right I, I don't have time for that even when I had friends that would ask me like oh, can you um hey you want to hang out or even do that no no I don't have time for that I wasn't even realizing I was saying no to self-care I was just saying no <laughs> to I don't have time because I was not even I wasn't even dripping in my cup <laughs> And even putting anything on there, Um, just filling everybody else and giving my entire time to everybody else. Um, So when I ask that question, most of the time, that's what I hear like, oh, no, I don't have time for that. And that's the thing. It doesn't have to mean taking a day off or heading to the spa with your girlfriends. Although if you can, or you want to, I always tell everybody, go for it. (laughs) Um, It can be as simple. um, Self-care can be as simple as having a bath once a week instead of a shower, listening to a podcast like mine right now, or something interesting um, on your way. uh, I'm sorry, like listening to a podcast on your way to work for 30 minutes. That's self-care um doing some yoga in the morning even if you just do bed yoga five minutes stretching yoga um going on a run movement anything that has to do with movement um journaling is a very go-to um, a lot of people i think sometimes people even do journaling and they don't even realize that they're doing self-care but journaling it's very healing um you're able to write down your thoughts um It has been very healing for me. I highly recommend it. Self-care is anything that makes you feel good, that reminds you that your priorities, that put you in a positive headspace. That's what self-care is. Anything that can put you in a positive headspace. Self-care is about the actions and practices in which you engage to enhance and protect your personal health and well being. I always say it's about finding something which you can carry on on a regular basis, that can reduce your stress, help you relax, unwind from everyday pressures. That's the definition of healthcare. You want to do something that that makes you feel good, that puts you in that space, that positive headspace, that helps you manage stress. So, <laughs> enough about that, right? So, how do you start? You know, where do you begin your start your self-care journey and um for me right it doesn't have to be the same way for you because that's why i'm here to help um of course quit right so starting a self-care journey that works for you i want to let everybody know again this podcast is about why you should conduct a self-care audit i think it's important it helps us not only um with our self-care but audit, audits, they sound so official, right? But to to do, but to audit yourself, to audit yourself for right? self-care simply means to take notes of what you're what's going on in your life, right? It's it's as simple as that. It just sounds like, oh, an audit of my life. Yes. Um, but it's to understand what's making you feel stressed, to realize what you're making what, to realize what you're making a priority and to acknowledge what your habits. Um, you've developed or you haven't developed, right? So you want to kind of look at those habits. Um, Doing a self-care audit is a fantastic way to really look at your life and understand what's going on. It really is, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to. um, How do you conduct a self-care audit, right? It is amazing. First of all, when you do conduct it, you feel liberated. Your mind is calm. And your body and is free. Your soul is free. It is an amazing feeling. So how do we do it? Okay. I want to talk first through like the main components of setting up a con- or conducting a self-care audit for yourself. Um, questions that you want to start to ask yourself, right? You're going to get a pen and paper. And you're going to ask yourself these questions. How many hours of sleep do you get per night, right? You want to answer that. How, how was your energy level when you woke up this morning? When was the last time you felt your happiest, the most alive? Did you feel satisfied with your day? Do you not? Do you feel satisfied with your daily routine, or do you feel stuck and bored with life? And the list goes on. So you want to ask yourself all these questions that are going to resonate with you, um, so that way you can start putting that pen to paper. So that way you can now begin that audit, right? So one of the things that I say is very important is tell the truth to yourself. Never lie to yourself. Give yourself permission to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. (laughs) Realize all your emotions, desires, ideas, regrets, basically everything that is on your mind. Let it all out in paper. Be with your emotions really listen to how you're feeling. That is key to this audit, right? Um, Without that, if you lie to yourself, then what was even the purpose, right? So we wanna make sure that we're decluttering our minds, that if we're feeling overwhelmed or being honest with ourselves, um, we wanna know what's going on in our lives, You know, don't hold on to anything. You want all those feelings, whether they're positive or negative, to be written down because this is what's going to help you to then explore and find what is right for you. What is the right self-care journey for you? You know, my journey might be, everyone's journey is different. So me getting up now and doing meditation might not be what's good for you. So writing everything and doing this audit is going to put you in the right path to really, truly finding out what is best for you, right? So we want to go ahead and do that before we even get into anything further. That's like, tell yourself the truth, write it down, declutter your mind, and go from there. One of the things that is very important after now that you have decluttered your mind and you've released your emotions we're going to explore our daily habits because we have habits, but sometimes we don't even realize them, right? So we want to start putting those habits down, start making a list, um, things you wish you had more of time in your life, things you wish you had less time of in your life, write a list of all the things you want to do of in your life. Now compare your two lists and ask yourself, how can I do more of the things that I love and less of the things that I hate? I love that question. So you want to put that in right. You want to make a list. These are the things that I love after you analyze and you start paying attention to your daily habits. And you, you this is kind of like um not something you can just I, I think you have to be really paying attention um because sometimes we don't realize the things that we do. So it's really important and when you do start kind of auditing yourself, <laughs> you're going to start learning a lot more about yourself that you probably didn't even notice because we're just doing things subconsciously. So um, this is a very, um, really good exercise that I think I also want to hear how you guys feel about it after. Um, it's For me, it's been life-changing, <laughs> okay? Um, after um, going through what I've been through, I wish I would have known about self-care years ago. I wish I would have known it in my 20s. I wish I would have known it when I was a young mom. I think um, my life would be different, even though I have nothing to complain about. I, I have a beautiful life, but I think I probably wouldn't have ended up where I am with my health. But again, everything happens for a reason. And if, and I believe that I was put into this situation because that's the, I was... My soul chose to be in this situation so that I can help others, help myself, and there's always a purpose for everything. So that's a whole other topic. We won't go that rabbit hole. But um, I'm going to talk about my favorite habits to thrive and live. So after you do this audit, um, again, it takes 21 days to form a healthy, to form a habit. So why not just begin, right, guys? <laughs> so that's why I say I'm going to, writing everything down and analyzing, I, I know you guys, once you do this, you're going to tell me that it was, I hope you're going to tell me <laughs> that it was life-changing again. If self-care can be many things, and we all know that, but self-care can mean many things for everyone individually. So that's why the audit is so important. Now I'm going to talk about my favorite things and some kind of just some tips and tools that I've used to get to where I'm at today. So hopefully you enjoy them. And again, please share with me separately later, text me, email me, call me, you guys know how to get a hold of me and let me know what you think. But um, some of my favorites, here we go. The power of A morning routine. And I'm not going to talk about nighttime routine here, but just really quick, because I'm always, again, this is unscripted. Nighttime routines, guys, are the best and sometimes even more important than your morning ones. Just a whole other subject we'll talk about another time. But the power of a morning routine, your morning routine sets the tone for the whole day. So think about that for a minute. If you can start your day with a more calm calmer mind you're going to be more productive at the end of the at the end of your day if you start focus if you're if you prioritize you increase your productivity naturally it just happens um you want to have structure in your mornings you want to be less stressed you want all that together more structure less stress increases productivity so i i oh, these are some of my favorites, but I'm again. I try to keep it light in this podcast because, as you begin to practice self care, you're going to see on your own that you will then start creating the what works for you. I am very strict when it comes to my self care. Obviously, I've been through, like I said, shared my story, and um, we're all different, so no judgment here. But I do a lot of Ayurvedic um modalities for myself for self-care so and i know sometimes not everybody can do those they take a little bit longer um and some people do have to you know i work from home so it's easier for me to do some of these things versus if i had to be in an office at a time set so there's again many ways to do self-care for everyone you can find what works for you so some of my favorites are um simple ones, right? (laughs) Getting up early. If you can just get up 30 minutes earlier, that will change your life. Okay. Uh, Another easy one that you can do to practice um, self-care and in part of your morning routine is a little bit of bed yoga, right? Before you get up from bed, just do a little bit of stretching, a little bit of meditation, breathe breath work. You can do that for 15 minutes. Um, there's a lot of apps out there too that can help you. I like the Calm app, that's a really good app. I love it. I, I listen to um, their um, bed sto- bedtime stories, those are great. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of um, out there, um, a lot of apps that can help you. And we can talk about that a whole other time, but um, doing journaling in the morning. Just one of the most important things is Being mindful. So, if you don't have a lot of time, you know, instead of rushing out the door with your tea and drinking it in the car, maybe getting up those extra 30 minutes and sitting down, having your cup of coffee or tea, maybe just browsing through a magazine if you don't want to go ahead and have a full on reading, or maybe just journaling or setting your intentions for the day. Um, These are easy things that you can do. As you do them more, they become Habit. So, um, I definitely say that if you're going to start your self care journey, definitely look at morning routines because they really are a life changer and they really make a difference on how your whole day will be. Again, not everything's perfect, but um, you'll start seeing, you'll start feeling calmer. (laughs) At least I do. (laughs) Um, My next thing is aim for seven to eight hours of sleep. I do nine, sometimes 10. I go to bed early. Those that know me, I am in bed early. I'm because I do get up so early. That's the reason I like to go to bed early. But if you can aim realistically, if you have, if you have young kids and you're at home, or maybe you're working a little later, seven to eight hours is what you should definitely aim for optimal health. Sleep is. Number one um, on my list, it's very important um, to stay healthy, to get those cells regenerated. Um, You want to make sure that you're getting a really good night's sleep. So um, focusing on your sleep is very important. So that's one of the things that if you can take away, again, these are just my top favorites. But if you can, um, if you're doing maybe six hours, maybe just add more little hour, go to a little bit earlier. You'll see the difference on how you feel. Sleep is very important. Um having strict boundaries around work life is really important. Um, That's another one on my list. We often schedule and work things, right? Meetings, events, deadlines on our calendar because we must attend, we must complete. But what about life? Right. Do we even put those in our calendar? I think it's very important that um, you start putting those in your calendar, because I think we're just trained that if they're in our calendar, we got to do it right. At least I've always been that way. So if we put in our schedules, our meetings, our events, our deadlines our you know, projects and stuff that we're working on, why can not we put on our calendars? Um a space for the gym, time for meditation, time for cooking, time for going on a date, time with having time with your best friend, just get calling a friend, you know, making that time. It's important because now you're making yourself accountable. And what happens with that is that when you start setting those boundaries, you're going to notice that you are going to be more even more productive at work so when you become more productive you're you're actually now having more time to balance your your life and work knowing when it's time for work and when it's time to enjoy your life you set an alarm at the end of the day so you know when it's time to log off your computer and spend time with your family so having that um accountability is very helpful until it becomes a habit again these are just tools and steps that you can implement so that you can create habits. Doesn't mean that you will have to continue doing this the rest of your life unless you like it. I like it. I like keeping stuff in my calendar. I like putting this is my time for vacation, kind of analyzing it because it helps. And that's going to lead to my other um topic of conversation, I guess, and or suggestions for a healthy um, self-care routine, which is analyzing your day. When you start analyzing your day, and so basically it's just kind of like it sounds like a lot, but I I think being productive can help you strike a work-life balance, right? So because you can get more done in the time you're supposed to be working, that means that's going to give you more time that's going to overflow into your living. So analyzing your day and working more smarter um, is going to free you up with more time for living. One thing I'm practicing at the moment is tracking my time and analyzing what I'm doing at each moment of the day. I know it sounds like a lot, trust me. It sounds big, but it slightly is a little bit, but I know it will reap benefits for me at the end. So if I do this now, I know that at the end, I'm going to be rewarded with more time, right? So I want to be able to see while I'm doing this, where I'm wasting time doing things that A, I don't need to be doing, B, that I don't like to, and C, could be doing more efficiently, right? So for five to seven days, write down what you're doing every minute. I know. Forgive me later. I apologize in advance. Write down everything you're doing every minute of your day and go back to it, look at it. And what can you do to improve? And that, well, I'm actually working on it. So, once I'm done, and we'll talk about this on a whole other podcast, but I did wanted to put it in here today because I feel like it's something that it can be a very helpful tool. And plus, I want to know what you guys, your what, what your outcomes are. <laughs> so um, one of, okay, so we're, not, we're almost done, but not done. So drink water, guys. Water is life. Water brings life. We need water. Um, let me drink my water right now. Hmm we need water. Like I can't stress out enough how important through my own health journey, the water has been, we need to drink water. I barely used to drink water. That was one of the things it was like, Oh my God, I haven't drink water all day. Like when I think of that now, it's like, Maddie, what were you thinking? Um, so it was, it's really scary when you start know when you're awakened and you kind of know, and you now compare to the things you did before. But again, I'm, that's why I'm here today. <laughs> Trying to help other people not go through what I went through. So drink water, move your body. My other big recommendation has that has helped me a lot um, is move movement. If you could just do 30 minutes a day. And if you can't do 30 minutes to 15 to 5, get up in the mornings, do a quick dance routine, just dance freely, freestyle. That's one of my favorites go to now is just dancing. Just when you're dancing, you're like just in the moment, you're releasing everything, be very mindful. Dancing, if you don't want into dancing, walk, you know, just go outside, go for a little walk. If you have your dog, walk your dog. Um, But if just move for 30 minutes now, if you are hardcore, (laughs) exercise, you know, put it in, take it in early in the morning or in the evenings, but get your 30 minutes. And if you can do more, more power to you, get it done. Movement is very important for our health and well-being. Another thing that I want to recommend too is reading, reading. And I think a lot of the people I talk to love reading. Um, I, I think reading, I don't know, did you know that some of the most successful people in the world aim to read about 50 books a year? Hmm, I didn't know that. That was a fun fact that I found out. Books challenge you. You can constantly expand your knowledge and test what you already know. I love that. You can educate yourself. I think books, reading, I mean, I just, I get so fulfilled with reading. I I love it. Um, to me, it's definitely a big part of my self care. I try to read every night. I try to read whenever I can. Um, and sometimes it doesn't have to be a book, it can be a magazine. You can read Just Begin Magazine. <laughs> um, it can be, um, Just some fun quotes um, that you're getting off the internet and plus, well, internet, I try to always be, I try to just read positive stuff, guys, be careful with the internet. But anyways, um, reading is really, really important and it's good for the soul. Personal development. Personal development should be a forefront of your mind. At your mind, as you're striving to live a best life. Honestly, guys, personal development is all about trying to become the best version of yourself, learning, constantly being a student of life every single day. It's never too late to start your personal development journey. I. Mean that I mean that, and that we'll talk about in my younger days stories. If some of you have heard it, you know what I'm talking about. But um, it's never too late to start your own personal growth journey. You can start reading self self help books and highlighting passages that speak to you the most. You can journal. You can meditate. You can focus on your inner and your inner dreams and desires. If you want to dive, you into it like you want to make sure you're constantly growing you're constantly developing that you're a student of life that is so that's self-care right there just taking in knowledge being a student learning reading that goes back to reading so very important hope that I'll be like that (laughs) um one of the last things that you know and you've probably heard if you've if you know me Hopefully, if you're listening, you do know me. Um, Two things, these are kind of go together um, and I like work harder, not smarter. But um, one of the things when I do talk to a lot of people and we're talking about self care and they're, you know, we get into work and all these things going on. One thing that has helped me, and again, I say this, it's, and you've probably heard me say it a million times, it's life changing, um, is batching my work batching tasks together is a life changer. So if you're listening and you don't know what batching is, we're going to go do a whole, we're going to dive deep into this. So I want to talk about this in a whole other podcast, but it's basically just tasking, putting all your tasks in blocks. T- um, based on the task, right? So if you're going to <clears throat> reply to emails, you want to make set a time where you're replying to emails. If you're going to work on a certain project, you want to set a time for that and kind of set it up that way because, and you do that in a week, we can block. And again, we're going to go into all this stuff later, more deep into it. But if you do know, you can also research the Pomodoro project. I forgot what they call it, but the Pomodoro method that's what they call it. That's also um, very um, informational. And it's basically the same thing as task batching, organizing projects in a way that improves your productivity by training your brain, right, to focus, to avoid multitasking. I used to be the queen of multitasking. I don't even know how I did it. But no more multitasking, guys, unless you're passive multitasking. And that's a whole other thing, right? Because you can be getting a as mis- you can go get, well, i say a massage, but maybe not a massage, but maybe you can be getting your hair done or getting a blow dry and you can still respond to an email on your phone or if you have your laptop, but it can be a simple email, like a yes, no, or a couple, like one sentence email. But if it's something that you have to focus on, then you don't want to multitask while you're doing something while like you're working on a project. Um <clears throat> And then I saved my ultimate favorite for last, um, brain dumping. (laughs) So you guys are probably like, "Oh, I've heard that before. Um, Brain dumping is exactly what it sounds like. You're dumping your brain into a pen and paper or notes on your phone. (laughs) Um, You're writing down everything that is in your mind that you need to that is worrying you that is taking up space in your mind that you need to get done so it's almost like a to-do list but it's not a a structured to-do list it's just kind of getting all those thoughts dumping them out of your brain right you want them out before you go to bed you don't want to have them there because before I know I used to wake up in the middle of the night and write down oh I forgot I need to call this person or I need to respond to an email there goes my alarm on my phone for my time batching (laughs) but anyways so I always used to wake up in the middle of the night. And say, no, brain dumping has changed my life. So again, I saved this one for last because again, if you try it, I want to know. Please let me know your thoughts. But it's life changing. You want to get all your thoughts out at the end of your night, so that way, when you wake up, you're you're more clear. You're you're more refreshed. You're able to get a better sleep, and You don't have to worry because those, everything on that dumping list is going to be there when you wake up. So there's nothing that you could probably do about it. There's probably nothing you can change about it. Nothing. So dump it into that piece of paper or dump it into your notes on your phone and come back to it in the morning. You will see a difference in your, in the way you sleep, the way you feel, you'll be able to empty your mind for meditation. You'll be able to read better, journal better. So I'm looking forward to hearing what everyone thinks about the brain dumping. Again, I love it. And you've heard me say this probably a million times. So we're at the end. I hope you enjoyed my solo podcast. Um, once you start taking care of your mind, body, and soul, you will really start living your best life. I honestly believe if you begin implementing these habits into your life, will be more productive, more happier, you'll have a healthier life. Um, again, thank you so much. If you're still listening, I will be doing a little more of these um, solo podcasts because again, I really want to share my whole journey and what has helped me. And again, I'm still learning and I'm still going through the journey. I think we never stop. So thank you guys. If you're still listening and I will be back next week, thank you.